There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to the Living History UK podcast, a podcast for the discerning, and knowledge-hungry historians out there. You can support our podcast and get much more from Living History UK by joining our Patreon from just £1. And by doing so, you'll be a part of an ever-growing community and really help to make a difference as we strive to keep history alive. But for now, enjoy this podcast. Hello and welcome to Living History UK podcast. And you're joined today by myself, Danny Reese, and my ever-dutiful tent buddy, Peter Neal. Hi, how's it going? Well, as you've all heard on on the last couple of podcasts, we've had an absolute manic couple of months and events up and down the country in many different eras. But today we decided to have a short chat to you and just a bit of a summary about two events that myself and Peter both attended, that being a military odyssey and the victory show. Yeah, that's right. I, I almost got to the point where uh, I was starting to forget where I lived. It is true. You go, you go home for two days, restock up on supplies, go to work if you have to, then uh, load up again and oh, to another field somewhere in, a, in the countryside. Yeah, and I was free on the bounce, that was. Literally free on the bounce. Like, like, today we're talking about uh, Military Odyssey and Victory, but then we're going to do our standalone episode for the Vic, for the We Have Ways Festival as well, and that was three weeks on the bounce, that was. So, yeah, it was uh, very... Uh, very very tired. I don't think I've really recovered, to be honest. I think we've had about two weeks off now, almost. I think it is. I don't know. I've forgotten. What, I've done. Know, I don't even. What, I don't. I don't even know what day it is now. I think it's Sunday. It's the Lord's <laughs> Day today. It's Sunday. <laughs> I got that right then. <laughs> I can hear Dom in the distance doing his Rattler impression for the Rattler, Rattler impression for doing his various things on a Sunday. But no, I yeah. think yeah, I think too, it's true. But we're all, everything. Every reenacted living historian vehicle owner goes for that stage of. Cool, we've got through the show season now, and we're now trying to get on top of our jobs, prepping everything. I think I've got one more outing with the Jeep. There are two more outings, that being Avon Croft, and um, I'll probably take it out for Remembrance Sunday to display in town, but it's like, oh, finally, on top of it, everything's near enough packed away, tidied up, but then then here, then it's uh, preparing for next year. But no, I think this year, especially for myself, it's the return to Military Odyssey, which has been a, a great enjoyment 
I've not done it for about 10, 15 years. And yeah, obviously with the formation of uh, Living History UK SAS section and Les Parachutistas together, um, Military Odyssey being the, the big show of the year. And it, it was one hell of a show since the, the demise of uh, War and Peace. Those of you who remember that show was was one of the big shows, you know. You had multi-period Living History, but also for me, the traders there were was the draw for War and Peace, finding traders from all over Europe. Um, coming together in one place, brought a new stock to the market. But Military Odyssey, how I remember it 10 years ago, was not what it is, what it's turned into now, which is seems to be the mega event of the year. Yeah, that's right. And I, you can remember going back 15, 20 years ago at War and Peace, when you mentioned the traders straight away, it, it sent my mind back. Where we used to have that saying that if you can't find it at War and Peace, it doesn't exist. Well, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, and I think <laughs> what Military Odyssey has got now is, you know, from my side, being a collector first, walking into the, the general traders outside of Military Odyssey, which are generic military traders, your normal surplus, your normal kit on a bon- poncho on the floor. But what I loved about Military Odyssey, and I will next year be spending more time wandering around there, is the collector's halls, because you had the, the higher-end collectibles. Yeah, you, you, you Obviously, you got your pocket money stuff outside, but when you're getting into hardcore and just collecting, you are looking for those unique, rare items. If you're a regimental collector, you're looking for regimental things to your regiment. And the halls at Odyssey had that in abundance. You had some of the top-end dealers, for example, regimentals, uh, D&B military, but also had people like your famous Bruce Crompton off the TV, you know, with combat dealers. He had a stall there selling off some spares. So you had literally everything. And I was very lucky to find a, a few bits that were unique for my collection. Yeah, you did. You managed to pick up a medal, didn't you? Or, or a medal grouping? Didn't was it a medal grouping you picked up? I can't remember now. Yeah, it was, it was all a, medal- a blur. Odyssey yeah. was a blur. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a medal. It was a medal group. Those of you who know, I'm a medal collector. And I specifically collect to the Herefordshire Regiment and King Shropshire Light Infantry, but the Territorial Battalions. But this this group I picked up was 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 the Shropshires. He wasn't a Territorial man, but the unique combination of having the India General Service Medal with Clasp Northwest Frontier 1930 to 31, named to a chap in the King Shropshires. But interestingly, in his group of four was the Defence Medal and War Medal from World War II, so showing he's he's joined up again. But it had the Air Efficiency Award, which is the basically the auxiliary or the Territorial RAF Long Service Medal. And what I've found since then is he seems to have rejoined the forces or joined the Territorial Air Force, as it were, but his service number in the RAF indicates he actually joined as a pilot. Oh wow, that's quite that's you know, talk about a career change. <laughs> <laughs> from, from infantry being an, a light infantryman on the northwest frontier with the King Shropshire's to possibly, fingers crossed, you know, I got he might have failed, he might have just joined as a technician, but his batch of numbers. He may have been a pilot, you know, in, in his batch of numbers within the Auxiliary Air Force, you've got famous people like Ginger Lacey, who f- flew and won the, I think he won the DFC and the DFM during the Battle of Britain. And he got, later got commissioned to get the DFC. But, you know, that's the type of calibre of blokes who are in that batch of the Auxiliary Air Force. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you get your groups of medals done. I have to say, when you because you always take that extra time to go right into that man's story and to find out, everything you can about him and yeah what 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 an interesting bloke though like you said he's he's foot slugging on the northwest frontier as an infantryman and then not only has he taken a a kind of a career change to join the 
SBF into a completely different branch, but it's decided he wants to fly as well. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's a fingers crossed moment with research. It's always, it's, it always takes time. And I have to apply for service records, find a death certificate. And it's going to, it's going to be six, 12 months before I get the full story on him, but I'm looking forward to that. But no, I think walking around the stalls there at Odyssey, I think any collector of whatever, even if you're not into living history, and I know some collectors look down on reenactors and living historians, but I think anyone could walk around there and find something for their collection. It was it was absolute, and it's really put it on the calendar for me. Definitely, I want to go back next year because the, the halls were there. But out onto the main fields with the living history, I think that's where your your heart was, wasn't it, Pete? Well, it always is because, as you know, I'm I, I'm. I'm living history. Um, I'm not really a collector from like a collector's point of view. I'm, I suppose you'd call it an avid collector, but it's because I've got original things to go with my stuff because there isn't an original of that to you, yeah, a reproduction of that to you. Sorry. So yeah, so I my yeah, so my interest purely laid on what was going out onto the uh onto the reenactment displays uh for the reenactment groups and the living history groups which was a plethora of as well using a steve word then did you did you see did you hear that did you use one of steve's words a plethora <laughs> that, that's oh, a very uh, big word for you peter on a sunday you, i think you might have to sit down and dampen your brow with a with a wet rag after using I, a big I, word think, like I think i might do i think i might do. I, felt, I went dizzy and i'm already sat down um but yeah, I, uh, yeah, so we've got a thousand years of history. So we've got everything from ancient Greeks all the way up to the modern day. And that's world history as well. That's not solely focused on, say, British history. It's history from across the world. So if there's a prominence in it, it's going to be a military odyssey. Well, yeah, exactly. I was fascinated to watch when we took a, a, a slow bimble round on one of the days. There was a, you know, some of the guys we know from other eras, and we saw him doing. I think it was, I think it was Saxons. I'm not too sure on the early stuff. It's yeah, it was, it was. Well, it was Saxons or Vikings, weren't it? They they kind of looked the same to me. <laughs> how much how much clothing you're wearing and how much fur you're wearing? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and freedom. beards, <laughs> and beards, <laughs> beards, and, and the Romans, and it's it's all very early stuff, which is very confusing to me. I, you know, it's not no not enough insignia and badges, but yeah, I agree with you, Pete. You can walk around. And yeah, I'm interested in modern history. So looking at the groups post 45, there's such a cracking selection. There. Even guys doing uh, Global War on Terror, which you know, I have an interest in and do display as well. So it's great seeing that. And I think that's what I think what a lot of events are missing, really. I think there needs to be more multi-period events that just don't stop in 1945. Yeah, I agree. I think there should be a few more. There, I think there is a few scattered around, around the country. Um I don't. Is, is, I've never been there. Is, is, is Yorkshire wartime a um, multi-period, or is that solely sort of World War One, World War Two job? I don't. I haven't been that far north. I get nosebleeds if I get far north of. Bird. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I think it is multi-period because I've seen I've seen uh, Jake Brown doing his. Uh, he was doing nineteen sixties the Hampshire Regiment in the Bahamas. So okay. lots of short shorts and. All oh, uh, right, so they so that's that's got potential to be unless it's one of those multi-period, but twentieth century. That's your lot. Uh, is it? And an event out Wales way called No Man's Land. Is that? Yeah, I've heard I've heard good things about that neck of the woods. Um, Isn't that multi-period? I think it is a multi-period, but it's it's, a, mm. it's 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 all harking back to the great events like Odyssey, where mm. you know it, it was good seeing it. See, it's good being back there. And hell of a sight. You need if you're visiting, you need more than a day wandering around there. 
Um, because it's so much to see. You could spend literally a day walking around a tr- in, around the collector's hall, shall we say? And then you got you got literally got to wander around everywhere at Odyssey into the woods, down to the battlefield, over the collecting, over the over the main display field. But I think the, I think the great thing about about Odyssey is once the public have gone home, it's the social scene. It's seeing people I've not seen for five, ten, fifteen years, and then seeing them there going blooming out, you know, <laughs> and obviously. The mecca of the evenings is the beer tent. Well, it's not actually a beer tent. It's more like a, a Valhalla Hall to the beer tent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as I always call it, when it when it comes to the evening time, it's basically a Butlin's weekender for geeks, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I disagree. Yeah, when when you see a con, so people doing the doing the conga line, and you got a Roman, a Roman, a Tommy, a German. A Roman, a Tommy, a Saxon, you know, and it is all doing it. And then, then of course, and obviously, you'll you'll get someone like dressed as someone from an, uh, a police officer from the NYPD or something. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I think I think it was, it was Saturday night where it was fancy dress night, and it was not just the hula shirts. It was people turning up, and then we well, obviously we've got to give a massive shout out to Den and uh, the wild geese from Wish. Oh yeah, that was very good actually. Yeah, that was that was the first time I'd seen that done as well. Where they'd uh, dressed up as characters from the Wild Geese. Yeah, that was really good. That was. Yeah, it was. I think. I think Tosh though was lost about four foot in height. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Modra Moore gained about nine foot in height. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think. I think it is good. It is interesting. I think every night you walk in there and seeing something different, and you're seeing. Yeah, yeah these are costumes that people have planned all year. And I know yeah. those of you within the Inner Sanctum know that myself and Peter are planning us something special for next year. We are, yeah. We'll see how that. We'll see how that's. Um, uh, yeah, we'll see how that's going to be received. It'd be interesting to see if anyone gets it as well. If anyone gets what we're doing, people of a certain generation will. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. A think... certain mental capacity will understand. <laughs> yeah, I think so as well. <laughs> but no i think yeah odyssey i think it's, it's such a good one especially when you've got the plastic i know a lot of people go oh plastic camping but because you're there for so long and it is good to be on the camping field because it's like a, you have your little community tent so you know all of us and les power all parked together all our tents were together all the vehicles were together and then during the day we'd put all the supplies onto the jeeps and drive in because our display wasn't we weren't um, we were doing a basically a position on the transit for Op Wallace. So again, it's like we're doing now. It's very light fighting. We've not got masses of setup displays. We have the basicness of a, a parachute display and a parachute display and table. But it's um, it, it, we got to think a lot of displays get too much stuff on the display, and it looks like clutter or a, or a reenactor's car boot sale with kit on a poncho. You've got to think what the guys were carrying, what they'd have to supply to them, and not take everything, every man and his dog bit of kit with you. Yeah, that's right. Um, it, it, it goes down to that it, little is more as well. Because um, like you rightly said, you, you look at some displays, it could be a really brilliant display. They just need to lose the kitchen sink. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, every 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 single bit laid on that. I almost say if you're doing a, a training environment, maybe, but... I think Odyssey people want to see the guns and the kit and and obviously we had we had the Jeep three Jeeps there and we had the uh, um, Dino's Jeep which we've now christened as the lame duck within the group. Yeah, four four Jeeps. Oh yeah, sorry, yes, I do forget. Oh yes, Alex's Jeep is hidden in yes. the woods. It, yeah, yeah. 
So that's four, yeah. So hopefully, you know, obviously, Les Power, we're getting bigger and stronger. Any of those of you who want to do a top-notch SAS in France display, not influenced by Rogue Heroes, you're more than welcome to, <coughs> you know, just come apply and join Les Parachutists because it's probably going to be the closest you're going to get to uh, representing the wartime SAS because we've spent an awful lot of time searching through the war diaries, photographs, veterans' accounts of veterans who were trained by the originals to get that that level of information. But I think with Odyssey, I think it is a good one. But moving on to Victory Show, I personally love Victory Show purely because you don't get the many traders there. There's, it's got to be, you know, it, it's probably about 30, 40 traders out. And unfortunately, it's, it's pepper potted with your generic car boot style stall selling bird boxes and uh, other bits of tat. Which yeah, I it is a bit. It is a bit random at a victory show. I have to say, when you look at some of the stalls, when you're like, "Oh, well, I didn't realise I've come to a to a military, military history show. show to buy a bird box." <laughs> <laughs> but what victory show has in abundance, which is unbeaten, I can say, I quite happily say, unbeaten by any other show in the country, is the quality of aircraft and vehicles there. Yes. There's no, there's nowhere else in the country where we're in the woods doing our SES display as always. But when you've got the Dakota coming over low, doing a parachute drop, which my uncle was jumping out of, um, just to drop it in there, um, it's unbeatable in any other event in the country. And then you've got the Catalina, which absolutely is beautiful sound when it takes off and the Spitfires. And walking down to the flight line with the recreated flight line with your friend and everyone else's Huxleys. Um, yes. Recreating the, the RAF section and the ATA down there. Um it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, Tailend Charlie's. Tailend Charlie's with Taft, bless him. Mm. And it's nice to see he's allowed out the home every so often. Yeah, once in a blue moon, he's allowed out into public eye, into public view. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is unbeaten, really. And you know, the battle there, luckily, the, the field didn't catch fire this year. Um, yeah. It's, 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 uh, it, it is it's probably the best. I say our Victory Show is the best World War II event in the country, hands down. Get there mm. if you can. If you're in a group, get there and display, apply to a display, because um, it's, it's just unbeaten. And it is getting bigger as well, because like what, like from back, like when I used to do it um, 15 odd years ago, where you got the plastic camping now is further away, because that's sort of second field out the back of the wood line where we were, that was the plastic camping. And it was kind of like, do what you like, set your tent up or caravan, wherever. But now that's all display stuff now. So you got, so the displays are pushed out into that field and the plastic camping, the caravans and all that all pushed further to the other side. So it is, it is creeping out, out the back. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that second field is mainly the big vehicles, but I think, with with victory shows, well, it's got so big now, and it's such a such a big event now. Is you basically got a? It's like the old days of War and Peace. You gave a generic area away or displaying, and you got to grab some space. Yeah, um, that's why some of us get down there early on, like on the Thursday or whatever, the Friday first thing Friday morning, and say this is ours, and put a flag in it like you're claiming an empire. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not like the old days where they'd spray a, a, a section of floor and say that's your display, and you know, hand, foot, and finger. There's your pitch, blah. You're just getting given a generic area, and I know some groups got upset because they didn't get the perfect spot they wanted. Um, but sometimes you just got to adapt and overcome. You know what I mean? And think, well, well, I'm here for the weekend. I'm not. I'm not turning around and going home again. There's no point. Yeah. You know, I've planned my weekend. So, yeah, I know. For example, our display wouldn't really work in the field, but I'm sure that if we had to have a, a space in the field, we would adapt and overcome. Of course, we would have done. 
But that was the first two weekends, really. The, you know, the Victory yeah. Show and Military Odyssey, and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to Victory uh, Odyssey next year. And I know we've got certain plans. I think uh, the display again will probably be up Wallace, just yeah. because the we are looking at doing it within less parachutes of doing the you know, op plunder. Those of you who know op varsity, the push over the Rhine, where the SES went over in um, amphibious ducks over the Rhine. But obviously, those of you who know armor plating for jeeps is stupidly expensive. And we need to set a base standard for all of our vehicles. So hopefully we will have <coughs> four or five Jeeps next year. Uh, uh, Op Wallace standard. Yes. And also next year, Odyssey is my 20th anniversary. <coughs> Are they doing a special award, like presenting a silver trophy? I don't know. Maybe I should wear like a 20th birthday badge or something like that for one of the evenings. All, all we could do is if we haven't got much of a budget, we can always get a happy second birthday and just draw a zero after it. <laughs> we could, don't we? But yes, uh, yeah, that'll be my twentieth, my twentieth military odyssey. That'll be next year. Blooming heck! <laughs> yeah, but no, I think I think uh, yeah. So those of you out there, definitely make sure you have military odyssey and victory show put on your calendars. I know they're one after the other, the other, um, but it's just such a great social social experience, you know. Especially odyssey, um, you know, the beer tent of victory show isn't as as massive as as odyssey, but it still has the same vibe, and you're seeing the people. Mm you're seeing so i think i think um, i'm glad i did them but i'm also i'm glad that they're over yeah yeah and also get to go to those events you'll get to see us as well well yes and unfortunately there when we did have a search there is no kfc's in the local vicinity so a gravy stain napkin won't be available for peter But I'm sure. Well, we did, you did sign one or you signed two autographs of Victory Show, didn't you? So you must be very, feel very special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, uh, well, yeah, we had a lad come up to us and asked us for for our sign for our, for our marks, didn't they? I'm sure it wasn't my and, Nigerian and bank manager. Yeah, my yeah, Nigerian yeah. bank manager asked me to sign checks again. Yeah, so that was uh, yeah. So it always that that does kind of take me back. So, so every time like something like that happens, or like you get someone uh, sort of random come and go, oh, come, come here, have a picture with you, lads, or yeah, have a picture with you. I'm like, yeah, all right. and it's like, yeah, just I'm just some bloke who does does a, does a <laughs> podcast in his spare time, sort of thing, and a few YouTube videos and that. But, oh, yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's one great thing about meeting meeting up with with you, the listener out there, and you, the viewer on YouTube, and you, the follower on Instagram. TikTok and everything else. It's meeting up with you guys. You know, I know we had uh, we old old well, his code name Wood Muffin popped in to see us at Victory Show. And yeah, it's like a special secret operation, Operation Wood Muffin. Um, it, it's 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 it is great, and it's it, I find it strange still people coming up to you and speaking to you, and you don't know who they are, but they obviously they follow us on these 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 channels and get to know know more about us. You know, so it is quite humbling in a way that our influence is actually getting out there. It is absolutely, yeah, and and it also means that you know we we are getting out there to people. <laughs> We're not just talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, as I, I said to you earlier on, Peter, so one of one of my apprentices at work walked up to me and said, "I watched your video on the Battle of Mortimer's Cross," and I was like, "People are watching our things." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that sometimes. Oh, so, yeah, I love people walk up to me, but you, like, it, as in, like people are, I know and that they go, "Oh, yeah, watch that." documentary did you the you know that that latest one i've seen that or they'll be like oh i'll listen to a couple of your podcasts um yeah so it's yeah it's, it's a weird one it, yeah <laughs> it, it, it's, not like a, it's not weird it's just you know it, it just it's one of them you just don't think about because we, we, we record it 
edit it and we we put it out sort of thing and yeah it's interesting it also interesting who actually listens to it as well when it comes to people that we know as well so ah so you're listening to what we're what we're waffling on about then <laughs> it's a really nice element of the shows you know and obviously we, we sometimes we can quite be quite stressed at shows making sure the displays are set up and we've got loads of public asking us questions about you know the difference the difference between shows and the difference between questions you know difference uh, uh for example victory show going is that a real fire to the, mm. we have ways festival going is that a mark two dash one of those you know so <laughs> yeah. your different, your different clientele and your different qu- is that are you really gonna eat that food that's on your spoon that's next to your mouth um you know it's 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 great and you guys out there the ones who follow the living history uk movement as it were we are really appreciative to you to make to spend the time to come come to the shows we talk about and come and speak to us about what we do and why we're fascinated by it and why we felt the urge to 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 formalize it and push it out there but i think pete that's been an absolute cracking rack up of two shows the victory show and military odyssey and i'm looking forward to next year obviously the big push next year will be d-day um d-day celebrations but i think we're on to a good thing and i think i've i'm quite happy to say that i'm chuffed that military odyssey has come back into my regular calendar and I'm pleased that it's come back into your regular calendar as well, because it is <laughs> my favourite show of the year. And uh, out of everything that we do um, across the board, it, Odyssey always holds up very special place for me. As obviously we're making a big deal of my 20th anniversary next year, Danny. Remember? Yes, we'll remember make sure that there's a special parade <laughs> going around and you're on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah like, like some dictator. <laughs> Doing the march past in the arena. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if you want to see us at any other shows coming up, we have Avoncroft with their, ho- their home front event where we were representing the SES on Op Wallace. But also you may see a couple of us floating around Malvern Militaria where we're buying more rusty gold to drag home to be moaned about. So until yes. next time, keep history alive. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to support it, then why not send us a PayPal donation? All donations help us pay to host the podcast and for us to create new content for your enjoyment. Furthermore, if you would like to submit a question or even a subject matter for the podcast, join Patreon and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. The links are in our bio. Until next time, keep history alive.